A month later, Michael received a letter from Michael Jr. saying they had arrived in Chicago. Dear Father, we have arrived in Chicago and everything is fine. Although it was hard for me to leave, it was even harder for Raven. Before she left, she had tried to talk to her mother, but her mother wouldn't even look at her and just sat in her chair and stared out the window. Her father told her to be strong and not to forget who she was and where she came from. Raven's biggest regret was not being able to hug her mother goodbye. I know if there was one thing that she could change about leaving Chicago, that would be it. I know her mother thinks I'm the wrong man for her daughter, and that mother thinks Raven is the wrong woman for me. Raven and I are going to live our lives to prove both of them wrong. Love, Michael Jr. After Michael Jr. left, Katie went downhill quickly. It's, it was as if she had willed herself to live, and with him gone, the will went too. Come on, Mother. You need to eat something. As Mary tried to smooth some soup into her mother's mouth. No, not right now. Maybe later. Katie then started coughing. Even that sentence was too much of an effort. Mary wiped her mother's mouth, folding the rag to cover the blood on it. She also tried to raise up her mother with the pillows, but nothing really helped anymore. I need to do some needlework. Can you get it for me? You need to rest. I have to do it or we won't eat. Mary got up and brought the needlework to her mother. Katie started working on it. But within a few minutes, she stopped. I just need to rest for a minute. Then I'll be fine. She closed her eyes, and the needle point dropped down to her lap. Within a minute, Mary heard the raspy sound of her mother sleeping. She went over and picked up the needlework from her mother's hand and started working on herself when Michael came in. How is she? She's sleeping right now. Good. That will do her good. Michael wanted so much to protect Katie like he'd always had, but he couldn't. He had never felt so frustrated. How do you fight something you can't see? He knelt down next to her bed and held her hands. Taking out the rosary beads, he started to pray. Please help, Lord. I need her so badly. She's my strength and my compass. Mary and Danny, who had come in, were doing the same. Michael then got up and left. He needed to go somewhere he felt in control. A few hours later, he was sitting at O'Reilly's. When he saw Danny running in, his face red and flush. His eyes were bloodshot, as if he'd been crying. Father, you need to come home. Mother has gotten worse. Aunt Patricia called on Father Ryan to give her the last rice. She says there isn't much time. Michael bolted up and ran out, with Danny following close behind. When he got home, people had already started to gather at the door. Inside, Hazel, Hans, Patricia, and Megan were in the outer room. He entered the inner room they had created 
for Katie. Father Ryan was already there, along with Danny, Mary, and Patrick. At the center was Katie, was breathing heavily. Michael sat down next to her and took her hand. Oh, Michael, I'm sorry, but I have to go away now. I need you. I love you, Michael. Promise me you'll be okay. Michael looked down his hand in hers. I promise. She closed her eyes and her breathing got more and more shallow until finally stopped. Michael continued to hold her hand, sobbing, tears pouring down his face. At that moment, he felt his whole world had fallen from under his feet.